This week is Canola Week. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler is taking part in this year's virtual event. Day one involved canola industry research and market access updates. One of those presentations included Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson. Everson talked about the impact that COVID has had on the canola industry. Back in March, it wasn't clear whether all parts of our value chain would have access to everything needed to grow the crop, process it, and market it. There were concerns about everything from seed supply in the spring to whether enough bees could cross the border into Canada to pollinate our hybrid crops. In processing plants and handling facilities, our member companies had to uh, adapt quickly their operations to keep employees and communities safe. There was a need for input suppliers to evolve their supply chains and get products to farmers in new ways. But while it's been a hectic and disruptive time, the Canadian canola value chain has kept pace. At a time like this, our strong established partnerships were a real advantage. Through the Canola Council, our industry was able to work with other national commodity groups to advise government officials. Our first order of business was to get the Canadian agri-food sector designated as an essential service and communicate this across the sector and to our global customers. It then became easier to access everything the value chain needed to grow, process, and deliver high-quality products to our customers. Canadian farmers were successful in seeding more than 20 million acres to canola, stewarding the crop through the growing season, and getting it harvested in good time. By most accounts, the transportation system is getting canola to ports and processing plants without too many problems. And even with trade disruptions, Canada has been dealing with demand for Canadian canola remains strong. Seed exports at the beginning of this crop year are very strong. And Canada's processing sector is operating at or near capacity with a very strong export program underway. He notes for the Canola Council, one of their top priorities going forward is market access. Across the world, we're seeing increased protectionism, disregard for rules-based trade, and lots of challenges in export markets for us to commercialize seed innovation, like gene editing regulations here in Canada. These are big challenges for Canadian canola, which is so reliant on international markets. Alongside other agriculture stakeholders who drive our economy through trade, we're calling on the federal government to bolster, bolster support for market access activities, particularly in Asian markets. We also need to ensure that trade agreements we've signed are implemented as fully as possible and that our regulatory system in Canada is responsive and uh, positive to innovative um, strategies. Also important is market diversification, expanding our reach to new customers and new uses for canola. It's, t- it's tough to do market development work in, a, in the current environment with so many travel restrictions, but the council has been reaching out in new ways, using virtual meetings and virtual trade missions to connect with contacts and partnering with our Canadian trade commissioners in target markets, and we will continue to do so. In addition to market access, he says research and innovation remains a top priority, noting that one of the Canola Council's most important responsibility is to lead research partnerships. Right now, we're administering more than $12 million in federal research for the Canola Agri-Science Cluster under the Canadian Agriculture Partnership. When combined with contributions from grower organizations and industry, the total investment through this program is more than $20 million over five years. It's all focused on growing the economic and environmental benefits of canola by moving us towards an industry strategic goal of 26 million 
metric tons of sustained canola supply and demand by the year 2025. Jim Everson is president of the Canola Council of Canada. He, of course, made a presentation on day one of Canola Week. Canola Week activities continue wrapping up on Thursday. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. On tomorrow's show, Glendalee Allen Vossler fills us in on the market access and trade situation with China. The federal government put a proposal on the table last week to reform agri-stability. Mary Robinson is president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Well, it's refreshing to have something formally on the table. Uh, and it's, uh, I, I think uh, it's important to point out that uh, Minister Bebo is the first minister to actually put money on the table. And uh, it's the, the first money we've seen brought to agri-stability since the program was gutted back in 2012. They're talking about the removal of the reference margin limit and then increasing um, from 70 to 80 percent. You know, are those things that um, you're, you'd be looking for? Or? Absolutely. Those are, uh, we, we had uh, requested for the removal of the reference margin limit. And um, we'd also asked for a change in the trigger, uh, taking it from 70 back up to the 85 percent that it was uh, prior to the last changes made in 2012. Uh, and instead, uh, I understand what's been put on the table by Minister Bebo is removal of the reference margin limits, uh, increasing that payment level from 70 to 80%, not touching the trigger, um, and it being a 60-40 split. So these are 40 cent provincial do- dollars. And probably um, a detail that's really important is that if we can get uh, consensus, a general agreement from the provinces, this would be retroactive for 2020, which would certainly mean a lot for, for some of the sectors that have been particularly hit hard during COVID. Every province has its own set of financial circumstances. Uh, and I think um, what I understand is when the meeting wrapped up, uh, those provinces, everyone was going back, the people that, that needed to, uh, that had not decided to be on board, uh, they had to go home and, and figure out what the numbers meant uh, for their own personal finances. I think I heard uh, Minister Dreeshen say that it would cost uh, Alberta if they went to 85% instead of 80% of the compensation, so a higher amount of compensation. They've done the number crunching on that as well as removing the reference margin limit. And I believe Minister Dreeshen said it would cost Alberta $19 million at, at that level. So I think they're, they've all gone home to uh, put the numbers into their books and figure out what it would cost them. And of course, all of this, it's important to realize that it's not actually uh, a hard cost they can calculate because it only happens when someone triggers. So for example, grains and oil seed right now are not going to trigger most likely in 2020 in, in the prairie provinces. So, it, you know, uh, as they forecast what it's going to cost them, it's a bit of a guessing game. That was Mary Robinson, president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.